Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. It's February and there's that one holiday that happens in February that so many of us pretend to not care about, but deep down, we wish we had that person that was going to write us a letter, take us to dinner, maybe buy us some flowers and chocolate. We just want to feel loved, appreciated, and adored. And on February 14th, when we don't feel that way, it becomes really obvious what's missing in our lives. I want to help you finally do the work on you that allows you to attract the relationship you've always wanted. Now is the time, not next month, not when work slows down. Now is the time to put yourself first and decide that you will heal your relational wounds. You'll let go of the things that are no longer serving you and you'll step into your securely attached high self-worth version of you. You get to rewrite your love story. You get to have the relationship that you've always wanted. It starts with you. You really can rewire your brain and attract the love that you deserve. And the best news is that you don't have to do it alone. I am here to help you inside of the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. Inside of the program, you'll get everything you need to become the securely attached version of you. You'll be able to fully release your past relationships and past relational trauma, and you'll have all the tools to set boundaries, communicate assertively, and show up as the secure, confident version of you. And right now, when you join, you get a special bonus package. This is just for right now. And it's going to go to the first 15 women who join the program. So this will go quickly. You will get access to the Move to Secure Attachment bonus package. This includes the Boundaries audio course, which has been so popular with my clients, really a deep dive on how to set boundaries and the internal work that supports maintaining boundaries. You'll also get the Become the One bundle, super popular as well. This is three separate courses that will help you in becoming the one. And on top of that, you get a bonus month in the program at no cost to you, plus extra juicy $400 off. I only do this kind of offer one to two times a year. And like I said, this is your time. You're here listening to this podcast for a reason. This is your time to do the work on you. Don't wait. You deserve it. You're so worthy of investing in your healing. You can apply to the program using the link in the show notes. And remember, this is only available to the first 15 women who join the program this month. Don't wait. Go apply today. 
Welcome. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. This is going to be a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I am unpacking some of the latest research on attachment theory. And if you know me, you know I'm kind of a nerd. I read research articles for fun. And this article was phenomenal. And I am going to break it down for you. I'm going to make it accessible so that you can understand these takeaways and apply them to your life. That's one of my pet peeves with clinical research is I feel like they need a section where they say, and here's what you can take away from this. Here's how you can understand it and go apply it to your life, right? Instead of just being published in some research database. So my goal is that You'll understand these findings, you'll see how important they are, and that you can actually apply some of this to your life. This article came out in 2019, which is pretty recent in terms of research, and it's called Psychobiology of Attachment and Trauma, Some General Remarks from a Clinical Perspective. This is a meta research study where they really looked at hundreds and hundreds of different studies and then took all the findings and were able to make a lot of um, conclusions based on the findings of hundreds of studies. So really fascinating to look at. And I'm going to break it down for you. Before we get started, I really hope that you had a lovely Valentine's Day. And I just want to remind you in case you need to be reminded Your relationship status does not determine your worth. On Valentine's Day, on any other day, your relationship with you is your most important relationship. So I hope you did something really great for yourself on Valentine's Day, whether you're single or in a relationship. Just because you enter into a relationship doesn't mean that your relationship with yourself stops. We have to always take care of ourselves and tune into our needs. So I hope you did whatever you needed to, to have a really lovely Valentine's Day where you felt loved regardless of your relationship status. And to all of you who joined me, by the way, for the three-day Move to Secure Attachment Challenge, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. There was so much learning, so many breakthroughs. I was so happy to have you and I love getting to serve you live. I'm really glad that you were able to show up. And by the way, if you registered, but you weren't able to come live, don't forget you can watch the replay. So make sure you go watch the replay. All right, let's dive into today's juicy episode, shall we? I'm going to start by actually reading you the conclusion of this research. I know that might sound counterintuitive, but it's really helpful to have the overarching big picture in mind as we unpack some of the findings in more detail. So we're going to start with a conclusion and I will break this down for you. I promise you will be able to get this. Do not worry about psychobabble or any terms that you can't understand. We will break it down together. All right. The most fundamental characteristics of the human condition are attachment and the ability to form stable bonds with significant others. Can we just pause for a second? Okay. I think it is so important to realize just how crucial being able to form healthy relationships is, right? Being able to form stable bonds 
This is saying it's the most fundamental characteristics of the human condition, our attachment and the ability to form stable bonds with significant others. This is at the core of our existence. John Bowlby's research, he was the father of attachment theory, can only be regarded valid if the attachment system is regarded as a primary motivational system in the individual development of human beings. Initially, this principle unfolds in the interactions of the early mother-child dyad. In its evolutionary biological composite parts, it usually guarantees a particularly intensive emotional exchange between the two partners, which should convey safety, security, value, and trust, and finally, effective self-regulation. The typical psychosocial experiences here not only shape the neurobiological organization and structure of the further differentiating brain of the child, the particular quality of these early relationship experiences is also crucial for the further affective, cognitive, and social development, social development in the context of his or her brain development. Okay, so to unpack that, what this is saying is that we now have the data to back it up that not only is your attachment system crucial for being able to form bonds and being able to create safety, security, value, and trust in relationships, we also know that it is so important for the neurobiological organization, aka crucial for affective regulation, cognitive development, capacity for empathy and mentalization. We know that it's related to so much more, including social development, than simply just the ability to form bonds. Okay. And then it goes on to say, An acquired attachment pattern is intimately linked to the capacity for empathy and mentalization of the growing child, both psychological skills that will determine his or her future relationships. While secure attachment provides a vital foundation for healthy development and insecure and above all a disoriented or disorganized attachment is associated with increased risk for numerous mental and somatic diseases. Although trauma in the early attachment period provide a serious legacy, both on psychological and interpersonal, as well as neurobiological levels, for further life and personal development opportunities, this is not an absolutely irreversible fate for one's own existence and subsequent generations as impressively shown by special psychotherapeutic approaches. You guys, when I read that, I had goosebumps and I will break it down for you, okay, I promise. But I hope as you listen to that, you're able to take it in and realize the importance here. Essentially, what this is saying is that yes, early trauma in in your in your childhood um, and early uh, early attachment system, right? 
that yes, it can cause a serious legacy, as they say, or yes, it can make it challenging, right? To change and to become securely attached. And not just on a psychological and interpersonal level, but also on a brain level. This is what I love about this article is we are connecting it to neuroscience, which by the way, is just a huge part of what I do. And I know that that's one of the things that sets me apart from other options out there is that I do everything I do based in neuroscience. So that's just a little tangent. But I love that this article is bringing it back to neurobiology. And the point I was making is that this is saying that you can always become securely attached, which is something I've said for so long. And not only on a psychological or interpersonal level, so not only in your thoughts and your behaviors, but also in your brain on a neurobiological level. We can literally rewire your brain and you can break generational patterns of trauma, which is another thing that this article did a really good job at was looking at how insecure attachment patterns are passed down from generation to generation. We know this, right? If you have a parent who has an avoidant attachment style, you may develop anxious, disorganized, or avoidant, right? Insecurely attached parents can lead to insecurely attached children, probably 98 to 99% of the time. The only way it wouldn't happen is if there was someone who stepped in who was secure and was a strong enough influence that the child could also internalize secure attachment. But we know that unless you do the work to become the securely attached version of you, there is a 99% chance that you will pass down insecure attachment patterns, which is why the work I do is so meaningful, which is why when I read my, my clients' shares inside of our private Facebook community, I'll often be in tears of gratitude because they'll be talking about the way that they're showing up differently with their kids, right? Or the way that they're showing up differently with their friends or their significant others or even at work. And I know that they are part of the solution to breaking the patterns of generational trauma. So that was just the tip of the iceberg with this article. Let's go a little deeper, shall we? You guys want to nerd out? Can we nerd out a little bit? Let's do it. Um, I want to read this next paragraph to you and then we'll, we'll unpack it. This is interesting. Early representatives of psychoanalysis argued that the roots of human social motivation were primarily physical and sensory, aka hunger and sex, and that satisfaction and or frustration of those needs led to the infant's initial approach to the mother. In this theoretical view, attachment refers to a secondary motivational system. The British pediatrician, child psychiatrist, and psychoanalyst John Bowlby strongly opposed that theoretical approach, and I am so glad that he did. Based on numerous empirical observations, he developed a different theory, that the infant's hunger for its mother's love and presence is as great as its hunger for food. 
Attachment is therefore a primary motivational system with its own workings. In a remarkable study conducted for the World Health Organization, Bowlby provided substantial arguments supporting this view. He emphasized the importance of the link between quality of maternal care and the child's future mental health. Okay. I really want to just pause there for a second because I think these findings are so important, right? Realizing that we have all these motivations in life, uh, in our, in our modern day world, we, we want to be successful. Uh, of course we have physical motivations for hunger, uh, and there's always sex drive, right? But at the core, at the core of our motivation for why we do what we do in life is the desire to form healthy bonds, the desire to connect Connection is more important than food. (laughs) There's been research to prove that. In fact, I know this article goes on to mention Harlow and Harlow had studied, um, I believe it was Reese's monkeys and he looked at their monkeys, the baby monkey, the separation from the mother and through various trials found that when the baby was separated from the mother, it preferred a terry cloth that felt like the mother instead of food. So it wanted a, as I would call it, a secure object, something that reminds you of your secure attachment figure. It preferred that to food. And we, we have a lot of data on this. There's a lot of data on the importance of human connection and secure bonds. And when you struggle in your life, as I know I did for a long time, when you struggle in your life to form secure bonds, you struggle in all other areas of your life. It is so foundational. I wish someone would have come to me in my early twenties and really explained that to me that, Hey, you know, I know you want to go get a doctorate. I know that you're in the gym for two hours a day. Uh, I know you're working on all these other things and Hey, you should actually go focus on healing yourself and learning how to become securely attached so that all the other areas in your life will improve. And when you work on them, the, the effort will be so much easier and you'll get so much more out of it. I hope this is making sense, essentially realizing that being able to form healthy relationships is a foundational building block in life. And when we don't have that part of our life figured out, it negatively impacts every single area of your life. Here's the good news. When you do figure it out and you learn how to become securely attached, that's when every other area in your life gets to really heal and thrive and grow and multiply. That has certainly been my experience in my own ability to become secure and form healthy relationships. Every single area of my life has improved. And it's almost getting to the point where, you know, we have the empowered, secure, loved relationship program. I almost want to call it life program because what happens every time 
is our clients come in and they want to obviously focus on relationships. They're there to become securely attached. They want to attract a healthy relationship that will last a lifetime. And then what happens is they do that because that's what we do and we're experts in it. But then they also get a wonderful new job, change careers, they double their income, or they heal their family dynamics, or they heal their friendships, or they go out and they start a music career that they always wanted to. I could go on and on and on. It's this undeniable truth that when you become securely attached, every other area of your life also gets to improve. So I love that we have all this research to back this up. It's so, so good. All right. I could go on and on and I am going to do a part two on this article because I know you guys don't want to be here for three hours. So um, I do want to talk about one other piece, maybe a couple other pieces before we wrap up for the day. And the next one is this idea that part of becoming securely attached and part of having really successful adult relationships, there are two things required, okay, that are that is a big part of it. It is this, successful attunement and affect regulation in the attachment system. What the heck does that mean? Successful attunement is the ability to tune in to others and to do it accurately and to do it well. Some of my highly sensitive people will over-attune. This is like the anxiously attached folks. You'll kind of over-attune. You'll be coming up with all these worst-case scenarios about what could be going on or what what are they thinking about, right? So you can sort of over-attune to people. And then my avoidantly attached folks really struggle with attunement to others because they're really lacking that attunement to themselves as well. So no matter where you are on the insecure attachment spectrum, you will struggle with attunement, right? And then the next piece is affect regulation. Now, this is huge. What does that mean? That means being able to regulate your emotions and how you express your emotions. And let me tell you, I run into adults who still don't have affect regulation. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Whether it's a coworker, a friend, someone who either loses it completely or they can't even express any emotion, right? When, when you think about it, there's actually a lot of people who struggle with affect regulation. And this is, once again, related to the attachment system and the ability to show up securely attached. So let's, let's talk about this. I'm going to go into what this article determines, um, to make up the global term of empathy. Essentially, they're saying that the term empathy refers to several abilities that map overlapping but differently structured functions within your brain and that these closely relate to various forms of affective perception, experiencing, understanding, and communicating. So here's all the things that your attachment system impacts and that this is also impacting your ability to attune or to regulate your emotions. Let's go over it. So number one is 
affective contagion. So this describes a tendency to absorb the emotional state of another person without having to understand the reason for the emotional experience itself. So think about that. That's important, right? And when we think about a securely attached parent, that's something that's really required. We don't understand why the child is crying, but we're able to have empathy for the emotion itself. Okay, the next thing is mimicry. This means to, syn- to synchronize one's own facial expressions, vo- vocalizations, gestures, postures, and movements with those of another person, but without feeling the same emotion of the other. So what's interesting here is when that is not developed, you can struggle in your social development, right? We know that. And then we have imitation, which is a purposeful act observed on another person. Um, And then we have emotional empathy, which requires a clear differentiation between self and object and embeds to feel how the other person feels. And then we have cognitive empathy. So involving knowing what the other person thinks, feels, and intends and why emotional and cognitive empathy critically imply reflective self-awareness. And then we have sympathy. So positive feelings for another and strives for the other to get better It is a pro-social motivation based on empathy. It involves more cognitively determined mental process, which succeeds through taking over the other person's perspective and leads to interpersonally shared feelings and goals. And then we have compassion. So empathic concern for the other, and this motivates you to care and console And then we have empathic concern. It's an emotional and motivational condition that seeks to help and to contribute to the well-being of others. So knowing all of this, when we think about someone who has an insecure attachment style and knowing that all of those abilities are impacted negatively in the brain, by having an insecure attachment style, I think we can understand and have a lot more compassion for why people might struggle in their relationships. Does it make sense? Because once again, we're looking at the neurobiology and how all these systems work in the brain. So obviously, as we're talking about this, you might be going, Oh my gosh, I need to become securely attached ASAP. And hey, I can guarantee you it'll change your life in all ways. And you're absolutely worthy of becoming securely attached. And I want you to know that it's absolutely possible for you. I really do. Okay. Um, I know if someone had told me that even in my 20s, I would have been a little bit skeptical I'm like, well, maybe it'll work for other people, but it's not going to work for me. I want you to know that thanks to so much research and all the understanding out there, and then even my own understanding and my own personal experience, and now having served over 500 clients, I know that I've developed a framework that can help anyone become securely attached. So if you know now is the time 
and maybe you've been listening to this podcast for a while, maybe you're an attachment theory nerd just like me and you you love learning about attachment theory and you're, you're going, oh my gosh, I cannot ignore this data. This is the time. You can use the link in the show notes to apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. This program is designed to move you to the securely attached version of you. I don't want you to wait on it. You deserve to get to that place as soon as possible so you can start really enjoying your life and thriving in all areas of your life. So go to my show notes there and you can click the link to apply now. In the next episode, we're going to go over a lot, okay? So this is a this is going to be a two-part episode and I I really wanted to for the next one, really focus on how early trauma actually makes us susceptible for subsequent trauma. So we're going to do a deep dive into that because I know a lot of you, I know, and I have so much compassion for this. Okay. There's a lot of you out there who have experienced relational trauma or even big T trauma. Uh, Maybe you had a parent who was an alcoholic or a dad who worked 80 hours a week and was never present, or a mom who was maybe physically present but never emotionally present, or a mom who was highly critical. Whatever it is, if you've experienced relational trauma, there is data and there is neurobiological research that supports that you are more susceptible to future relational trauma. Isn't that terrible? And I think for a lot of us, I know this was me in the past of like, why in the F do I keep attracting all of these terrible relationships? I feel like I have the worst luck in the world. Okay. It keeps happening to me over and over. And I I can tell you why it's, it's the foundation of some of this research, which we will be diving into next week because we need to solve that puzzle so we can understand it. And First and foremost, I want you to know that you can always break the cycle. It's never too late. And trauma is never your fault. I want to really make that clear. It's never your fault when something happens to you. And at the same time, there are factors of having an insecure attachment style that make you more vulnerable to it, that make you more susceptible. So we're going to dive into that on the next episode. I can't wait to unpack it with you all. I hope you liked this little nerdy deep dive. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.